Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Vibes Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Guys, I'm so happy to see you guys this week and to spend some time with you. Now, I want to tell you guys, if you hear something a little different, as in maybe the podcast is clearer, or maybe the audio is better, it is because I've changed my microphone. Yes. For the past few weeks, I have been using... um. A different microphone just because it had a filter I have two. I have um, the one I would my newer one which has the filter I can't remember the name of it I've been using that one over the one I've been using for the past few years which is my blue snowball now the blue snowball I love how it sounds it's clear it's crisp I just don't have a filter for it and I look to try to see uh, where I could find one I found one I'm gonna order it but I don't have it right now. So that has been the reason why I haven't been using it to record because I wanted to have my filter with it. However, the other microphone that I have does have a filter. But in listening and editing and going through the quality, I kind of noticed that there was a difference in the sound. Like the sound with the blue snowball sounds so much better, more clear, and it's like you hear less background noise. With the other one, you pick up more noise, it's not as clear, and I don't know, maybe my ears are sensitive, but I thought that like there was, there has been like a buzzing in the background, not exactly sure, but I think so. So I just changed the microphone, so if you hear anything, that's probably what it is. That is probably what it is. So I'm glad we got that figured out because I would hate to have my sound quality not be good for you guys because I certainly enjoy spending time with you every week and I don't want that to be a reason why you don't want to spend time with me. So we fixed it. It's good. All is well. So this week, as always, has been busy. So I'm just not even going to go into detail about all the things that I have been doing because you know that I'm busy. You know right now we're um, everyone's still quarantined at the house we're doing distance learning from school so i'm doing that working on my business doing this working on music doing a lot of things so i'm busy even though i'm home and it's funny because you know you get up and you're just like oh let me go to work and then you realize i am at work my work is my house one thing i found out about being an entrepreneur is that you're always working like you don't have any days off which is great because i absolutely love it i love working for myself but it's like there's no days off. And so you can't call into the office and be like, hey, I just can't come in today because you're, you know, you're calling into yourself. And you know you could be there today. So it's just a lot. Now, what I've done to make sure I get things done, because sometimes I am tempted just to lay down and watch television all day, especially if it's like Deadliest Catch. Love that show. Or um, what's the other show I like to watch? I think it's called See No Evil. Anyway, if it's one of those shows and I just, you know, you feel lazy and you just want to binge watch. So it is a lot of time to do that if you're not focused. But one thing I found that has helped me out a lot is that I write things down on my calendar that I need to do throughout the week. So what I do is like on Sundays, I try to do it on Fridays, but that's not always um, possible because I'm finishing up work for the week. And when I plan my calendar, it takes a lot of time. So what I typically like to do, whether it's Friday or whether it's Sunday, I sit down and I write down the goals I want to accomplish for the week. Then for every day during that week, I break down one or two things that I want to do to get me so that by the end of the week, that goal would have been met. So I do that and I live by this calendar every single day, crossing it off, working it out. I do have a little flexibility, which I've recently learned to put in because before it was strict like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. 
get it done, that's it. But I've learned that I need to add some flexibility in my life because I kind of can get like intense or rigid or not want to change and not want to do something else. So to make things better, I have decided to leave Fridays as my flexible days. So if I don't finish everything that I need to do during the week, I can always finish it up on Friday. And if I don't get my calendar completed on Friday, it's fine. I can just do a Sunday. So I've learned to be a little flexible. And I think that is what this whole quarantine thing has taught me, to be flexible. Because before, flexibility was not really something I had to do because I would drop the kids off at school, come home, work, go pick them up, and I'd get everything done because I had a good six to seven hours to work. But now it's not like that. Now it's like trying to adjust with them being home, my husband, everybody being in the house. So working has required me to be flexible. So it's like if I don't work in the morning, that's fine. I can do it in the afternoon. If I don't do it in the afternoon, I can get it done the next day. But the point is, it's like I have learned to be flexible instead of being so hard on myself to get things done. This week, the thing that has helped me, I thought it was actually inspiring. I'm in different Facebook groups, and I can't remember which one it was, but one of the Facebook Facebook groups that I'm in this lady was asking a question she's like so has anyone else been having a problem teaching their kids working from home and she like she listed a whole bunch of things that I have been going through myself and she's like how do I deal with this what do I do and the first thing I wrote down was like you know you have to be flexible like it does not have to get done immediately and someone else said something that I really like she's like do the easiest assignments, let them do what they need to do to pass, don't be so hard on them, don't be so strict with it, just get the work done, let them relax, and I totally agree, because that's what I've been doing, and it's been working for us, and I've learned that flexibility has helped me a lot to be able to manage and balance, like family, work, and everything so what I want to do is tell you I know last week we talked about being kind to ourselves and I just want to encourage you to continue to be kind to yourself this week just realize you are not perfect there's no way you're gonna get all this stuff done so do what you can do what you can and do it to the best of your ability and continue to learn so that you can get better and improve but do not be hard on yourself do not feel guilt that you didn't get something done or oh if you get annoyed and snap at your kids or whatever, it's not the end of the world. Just make sure you do, you know, you're not stressed so that you spend more time with them. You're less snappy. I mean, I just think that it's important for us to realize that during this time, you're going to be a little irritable because you're stuck in the house most of the time. And you have kids with you all the time if you have kids. Or you're going to be lonely. I mean, there are so many factors and things I can't even begin to speak on because I don't know your particular situation. But I do know that during this time, we're going to have challenges. And the greatest and the best thing that we can do during these challenges is to be kind to ourselves and not to be so hard on ourselves and just to give ourselves leeway to learn from our mistakes and give ourselves leeway to make these mistakes because that is when you can accept who you are and who you it's, it's a way of self-assessing, I guess. You can accept who you are and be kind to yourself. This is also Mental Health Awareness Month, and I know that a lot of people struggle with that. So what I want to tell you is take care of yourself mentally, take care of yourself emotionally, be kind to yourself, give yourself that room, that flexibility not to be perfect, and then just go from there. Because I think that is the best thing for all of us to do at this time, is to give ourselves that opportunity not to be perfect, and just accept it, 
and encourage ourselves so that we're just like, oh, well, I didn't get it done today, but that's cool. I can get it done tomorrow. Don't be hard on yourself. Like, really don't. Do not be like, oh, you should have. No, it didn't get done. It's fine. You can do it later. So be kind to yourself is what I want to say this week. So if you guys want to connect with me this week and just tell me how you are taking steps to be kind to yourself this week, yes, being kind to yourself this week, then just go over to our Facebook group page. And our Facebook page is at the Music and Vibes Podcast. And then just tell me, you can message me or leave in the comments how you're being kind to yourself. And I'm probably just going to go over there and ask the question, how are you being kind to yourself today? Okay, so then you can just answer that question. So this week, remember to be kind to yourself and then tell me what you plan to do this week to be kind to yourself. All right, can't wait to hear from you. Today on the podcast, I would like to talk about how you can stop your past relationships from affecting your current relationship or future relationships. And I know you're asking me, what in the world does this have to do with anything? Like, how does my past relationship affect me? Well, let me just tell you, your past relationships does affect you. And here's how it affects you. It doesn't just affect you, it affects your current relationship or if you're not in a current relationship, it's going to affect your future relationships. And here's how. Okay, so let's say you're in a relationship where maybe your spouse, maybe your um, ex was controlling, was always control, trying to control you and everything. And you go to another relationship and the person is not controlling, but if they call maybe one too many times or something, you're like, oh, they're just trying to control me. Or if they care, be like, well, I probably wouldn't do this, or maybe you shouldn't, then you might feel like you're being controlled when they are not trying to control you. They're just telling you their opinion. So you see how that could work out. You may take that past relationship and bring that same baggage in and just feel like you're trying to be controlled. Or let's say you were in a relationship where the person was not nice to you. They could have been verbally abusive, or maybe they put you down all the time. But then let's say you go to another relationship and the person's not doing that at all, but you take the same issues that you had there and the same walls that you've built up and you won't let that person get close to you because you're afraid that they're going to hurt you or you get, when they make any suggestion or you get upset, you're like, well, nobody's ever going to treat me like this again. And you release all your frustration and anger on them, not because of what they did, but because of what the person before them did. And so this is why it's important that before we get into any new relationships, you need to deal with the baggage that you've acquired and accumulated from past relationships so that you do not sabotage your relationships that you are in now or that you're going to currently get into in the future. So this is important why you should resolve these issues before you move forward. Now I know it's easier said than done and of course a lot of us don't resolve issues before we move forward. We just assume oh we're good and oh this person just wasn't right for me and we just move on to the next person. So if you've done that and you're already married you may start to see that now these issues are starting to come up again not because of what your current spouse is doing or your current relationship is doing right now it's just because in the past you were in negative relationships and 
what you learn from that relationship is not to trust. What you learn for that from that relationship is that you have to stand up for yourself. What you may have learned from that relationship is that, hey, I got to take care of me. And all of these things you're bringing to your current relationship where the situation is different and the lessons that you learn there, which are good and they are going to help you in the future and they are going to help you and they probably help you survive and get through that are not necessarily what you need to be bringing to your current relationship or to your current marriage because it does not apply the rules don't apply for this one maybe it applied for that relationship but not for this one and maybe you're having some difficulty trying to merge the two together like oh well this happened in the past it could happen now and it could be causing issues in your relationship now here are a couple examples of what I'm talking about. Now, for all of you who listen to the podcast on a regular basis, you know that I love, 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 love reality TV. Okay, I just can't get enough of it. Like, I will sit and binge watch all day. That is why, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, calendars help me because I do not write TV on it. So I know I cannot do any TV or watch anything on television until I am finished with everything that I have to do. So, here are a couple examples of what I'm talking about. The first example that I want to talk about is um, a movie I saw a few years ago. It's by Tyler Perry. It was called Why Did I Get Married? So, it was two, it was like a sequel. They had Why Did I Get Married? And then Why Did I Get Married Too? And I saw both of them. So, I'm just going to briefly tell you what they were about. Guys, I'm sorry if you've never seen it before. This is a spoiler alert. Sorry, but it goes with what I'm talking about, so I have to kind of tell you about it. But I'm not going to go into detail for a couple of reasons. One, because I don't remember every single detail in the movie. I just remember enough to briefly tell you about the movie so that we can discuss it for this episode of the podcast. But I don't know enough about it to tell you everything that happened in the movie. So anyway, on this movie, the first it starts off with four couples who were best friends, and they were... They would always go places together. And for some reason, they would do like a couples retreat every single year. So they had different couples. You know how it is. It's like one couple that seemed to be perfect, and they're the people who wouldn't advise everybody on their marriage. Another couple who always fighting each other, but for some reason, they, they still stay together. Another couple where things seem to be okay between the two of them. They had their issues, but, you know, they're all right. And there was this one couple where the guy was cheating on his wife, he was dogging her out, he was being mean to her, putting her down verbally. He was verbally abusive, I would say, but he was putting her down all the time. It was not a good relationship, but for some reason, they were still together, and they had been for a long time. So, like, in the first movie, they went to this retreat. Things happened. She found out that um, he had brought somebody else there while he was there with her, and she found out he was having an affair. Then he said some mean things to her. So she just left. Like, she literally just left the retreat, and she just did not come back. And they didn't see her for a year. But in the meantime, she went and she found she married. She found this other guy who treated her really, really nice. He was like the police officer of a small town. And they ended up getting together and getting married. And so that was the first, why did I get married? Okay. So second one, there's still, in the second, well, in the why did I get married too, is pretty much the same couple. Um, only there's a new couple now because remember the lady who left her husband who was verbally abusive and who was cheating on her she left him so now there's a new couple she her and the police officer from the small town but in this one they've moved they've had a baby and 
things are different. So they have they're right in that second movie. They were experiencing some difficulties because he left his job and now he was trying to find another job and he was having a hard time. And of course, you know, when you're having a hard time when it comes to finances and money, you are going to be tense and you're not always going to get along the way you should. So he was he would not put her down. He wasn't verbally abusive. Instead, though, when he would get frustrated, she would take it as, oh, well, he's treating me like my ex used to treat me. And so she would say stuff like, um, you're, I, no, no man's ever going to treat me like this again. And you're not going to talk to me this way. And he really wasn't talking to her in a disrespectful or demeaning way at all. So then in the movie, he said something that was quite profound because he said something like, this is a problem when you date a woman who was in a bad relationship because they never let you live down their ex's mistakes or something to that effect. So it's not a quote for quote, but he said something to that effect. And then she saw her mistake and then they, she went, they went to counseling, I think. Anyway, they worked on it because the movie and things turned out great. All right, so that's the first example of how you bring past experiences and negative experiences from past relationships into your marriage. Now, the second one, the second example I have is one that I saw, okay, a couple of weeks ago. Now, on TLC, they have this show called 90 Day Fiance. And they have several versions of it. Right now, they even have a 90 Day Fiance quarantine. Yes, I know. It's like, how did they do this so fast? Like, within two months, they had a quarantine version and people are taping themselves. Okay, anyway, I digress. But in 90 Day Fiance, there's a, there, was a, there is a lady named Darcy. And the first time she was on, I think before the 90 days, because they had before the 90 days, um, the other way where they're living in a different country to be with their, their love in another country, or just 90 day fiance where they come over here, they get their fiance over here and they have 90 days to marry them because of the K-1 visa. Long story. So in the first one, when Darcy was first on the show, she was dating this guy named Jesse. And Jesse, okay, he was verbally abusive. He was not a good guy from what I saw on TV. The way he was represented, because I don't think it's fair for me to say um, he wasn't a good guy because I don't know him. And I do know that when it comes to TV, things are cut and spliced to make it look a certain way. And I know even though it says reality TV, you know, it's not really quote unquote reality. So I'm just going to say the way he was represented, he appeared to be kind of a jerk. And he was mean, and he was demeaning, and he was verbally abusive, and he always tried to make her think that everything was her fault. So from what I saw on the show, he kind of tore her down. And she was like an emotional wreck, trying to do everything she could to please him. And of course, that did not work out. So I think they broke up, the first one. But then they decided to try it again. So he comes back into her life, and that, that's a wreck. It does not work. It breaks up. It does not work out well. So he ends up taking her um, somewhere to break up with her. So that ended badly. Okay, so those are the first two times Darcy was on a show. Then she was on a show again in um, The Other Way, 90 Day Fiance The Other Way, because she went over to England to meet her new boyfriend at the time, who was Tom. And so she met him, and... At first, he started off nice, and I thought that was going to be a decent relationship, but then, as it progressed, she was crying a lot because she's like, well, you didn't say you love me, and that's what Jesse used to do, and everything that she was talking about, well, this is what Jesse used to do, this is what he used to do, 
And it just became like the prominent conversation of every thing she talked about, what Jesse used to do, what he used to do, what he used to do. And you could tell Tom was getting upset because he was just like, well, I understand that's what Jesse used to do, but I'm not Jesse, and I really want to be different. I think he did like her. I just think that the thing that drove him apart was she was very emotional because she did not give herself enough time to heal after that relationship, and she just went right into another one. Like, literally, no time to heal, just right into another one. So she was a mess by the time she finished with Jesse because he tore her down so much. And so, of course, she was, a, she was an emotional wreck. And so anything Tom did or said, she was, like, ready to cry, fall apart. She don't know what's wrong with her. And so I just think she kind of sabotaged her own relationship with that one just because she was so emotionally needy because she never gave herself time to heal and that was a problem in the relationship and even throughout the course of the program that's what he said now she was on 90 day fiance again and this time tom did break up with her i didn't think that ended well but i just think that the relationship with jesse was never resolved which she brought into her relationship with tom which caused that to dissolve as well. Now, I don't know what could have happened, what might have happened. It may not have still worked out, but even if it did not work out, she would have been in a better place had she taken the time to get the help that she needed because she would have been in a better place. She probably would not have been so emotional because she would have had time to heal, had time to talk, build herself back up before she jumped back out there. And from what I've been reading She's with somebody else now. So I do wish her the best of luck if she's listening. But, you know, the whole thing still remains that she has self-esteem issues and things that she never worked out from past relationships. And because of this, she took it to her relationship with someone else, which sabotaged her. And that's like the last thing you want to do. Now, these two examples of what you sh are what you shouldn't do in your marriage or current relationship because these two people took their past experiences and negative experiences, to say the, to say the least, and brought them into marriages or relationships where they didn't really need to do that because these were better, these were good guys and they were trying to do the right thing. So these are two examples of what you should not do in your marriage or current relationship. Okay, so all of us have been in relationships where I'm sure we've had bad experiences, negative experiences. So here is an example of what you should do if you've had a negative experience and you have moved on and you're currently married or in a better situation or if you are thinking about moving on in the future. So this is a story about a lady who was divorced and I got this story out of a book called The Art of Falling in Love and it's a great book. It's by Joe Beam. If you want to read it, I recommend that you do. It's amazing and it's awesome. But it starts off with the first chapter and it talks about how this, how there was a lady. Um, her husband left her for like a 20-year-old and she was in her 30s. She was a single mom, two small kids. And she was like upset. She was stressed. She was going through a lot of things. And she did have a lot of negative emotional baggage from that relationship that she had just gotten out of. So she was sitting in his office and she was crying. She's like, I don't want to be alone forever. I just don't know how to compete with 20-year-olds. And she was just, like, breaking down. And so Joe Beam, he was the counselor. He let her listen, He let her talk. And then after she talked, he asked her what she wanted. And she wanted one day to be married again, one day to have a stable relationship, wanted her boys to have, like, a good 
father figure in their lives. She wanted to be able to co-parent. There was a lot of good things that she wanted. So what he did, he helped her through counseling to work on herself. And by working on herself, she was able to face her relationship fears head on and not take the baggage with her into her next relationship. And eventually she did get married. And eventually all those negative experiences that she had actually worked out for her good because she knew what not to do in this relationship. So it actually helped out and she was stronger for it. Her relationship was better. Her kids had a great stepfather. A lot of good things happened because she worked on herself. She gave herself time. She went to counseling, which is important. And she was able to have a thriving, healthy relationship without bringing any of the negativity or baggage into her marriage. So this is what I want to talk about. We had three separate stories, two outcomes that were the same because they did the same thing and didn't get help or work through their baggage before they moved on to the next relationship. And then we have one, even though this lady did have negative experiences, she was able to work through these things and work through the baggage so that she did not bring it into her new marriage. So if you guys are in a marriage right now, you did not work through the baggage. I don't want you to panic. I don't want you to be afraid. Okay, here's the deal. If you see yourself like self-sabotaging or bringing all that negativity, the distrust, the anger, the frustration into your current relationship, then great. Today is the day you can stop doing that. Okay, yeah, just stop it. Don't do it. Just stop. And then the first thing that I suggest that you do would be to find a counselor and begin to see them on a regular basis. Now, try not to think of the counselor as someone you go to to talk about your problems because if you think about it like that, then you're going to feel like, oh, I don't need a counselor because I don't have that many problems. I can work through this. I really don't need help. I can just get a couple of books. I should be fine because you're not going to go if you think of it like that. But... If you think of a counselor as a coach, someone just to talk to you about some things, then you will work out better. Think about it like this. A coach is there to encourage you. They're there to kind of help you see what you need to do. They're not telling you what to do. A coach would say, okay, when you go out here, let's run this play or whatever. And they'll advise you on the best play to run. And so then you have an idea of what you need to do, where you need to go, and how to play the game and how to win the game. Now, when it comes to a coach or counselor, it's almost the same thing. They are there to help you reach your goal. They're not telling you what to do, but they're giving you insight on what to do. They're helping you think like, oh, okay, I need to do this. They're kind of helping you change your behavior to get the goals that you want. So that is what they're doing. They're coaching you in your marriage. They're coaching you to different life goals, to relationship goals. They are there to talk to you, to coach you. So when you think about them as someone who is there to talk to you, someone who's there to coach you, we all could use a coach in life. We all could use someone there who can help us and guide us and help us to navigate through difficult times. So that is what a counselor is. They're there to help you navigate through difficult times. And the reason I would suggest that you talk to a counselor if you see yourself bringing negativity from a past relationship into your current relationship or marriage or baggage from past experiences into your current relationship or marriage, I would advise you to talk to a counselor because a lot of times we don't see what we're doing. We think we're good. Here's an example. I remember, actually it was like last week. Um, I asked the kids to do something. They didn't do it. I asked them again. They didn't do it. 
So then I raised my voice. I was like, guys, I need you to do this now. So they're like, why are you screaming? I'm just like, I'm not screaming because this is not screaming. So in my mind, it wasn't screaming. But who's to say that from what they heard, it was not screaming? So I didn't recognize that I may have been screaming at my kids, but they did because they actually witnessed and they observed the behavior. So I think that sometimes with us, we don't recognize or observe our own behaviors because to us, it's normal. This is what we do. This is what we've been doing. We don't see a problem, but other people around us see the problem because they're like, no, this is not good. So when you go to a counselor and you talk about what you're dealing with and they can help you identify some things that you may not even see. They can bring to your attention behaviors that are not going to help your marriage, but that are tearing your marriage down. So that is why I suggest that you try this with a counselor because you would not go to the super you would not go to the Super Bowl without a coach. You would not go to the NBA Finals without a coach. You would not even go to the hockey playoffs without a coach. I mean, even softball teams, kids softball teams have coaches. So these sports have coaches and things to help them reach a high level. If you want to be at that high level in your marriage, then you definitely need to have a coach to help you navigate through difficult times, help you go through the playbook, you know, just have a coach to help you with these things. So I would suggest, number one, that you will find a counselor and begin seeing them on a regular basis to talk to them, get coaching from them, being able to change your behavior and work on yourself. That is what I would suggest. Now, another thing that you can do is acknowledge your feelings and feel them. And I know I say it all the time, but it's true. If you don't acknowledge your feelings, and if you don't allow yourself to feel the frustration and the hurt, then this is one reason why so many people carry these feelings with them, because they don't give themselves time to heal from them. And you can't heal from something you don't feel. That is true. If you don't feel it, you can't heal from it. So it's important to allow yourself to acknowledge your feelings and then feel them. Now, no one likes to be sad, but sadness is important for you to feel so that you can heal from it and work through these feelings. If you don't feel them, you're not going to be able to work through them because you're doing too many things to avoid them. Like you might drink or you could be so busy all the time because you just don't want to deal with your problems. Dealing with your problems is the best thing that can happen because it's, it's healthy to deal with problems. We have them. It's healthy to deal with them. It's healthy to work through them and to talk through them. So when you acknowledge your feelings, you are actually helping yourself to heal. So acknowledge your feelings and feel them because then you'll recognize, oh, well, my ex used to do this and I'm taking on my husband because I feel this reminds me of what my ex used to do. So once you make that correlation, then you know that you can change your behavior because you can work on changing your behavior because you know your husband is not like your ex. So that's why it's important to acknowledge your feelings and to feel them and work through these issues. Another thing that is important to do is remove yourself from people and things that remind you of your ex or that experience. Because the more you're around them, you're constantly reminded of what happened to you in the past. And so you never really have a chance to move on because you're always bringing it up in the back of your mind about what happened. And when you constantly are around different places and things, it will trigger you to think about certain negative experiences and things that have happened to you in the past. That's why when people are going through drug and alcohol counseling, they tell them, 
whatever it is that triggered you to drink stay away from it so people literally have to go through and recognize what triggers them to drink what makes them feel like they have to drink to deal with the problem that's going on and once they figure it out they are advised to stay away from those triggers and so i will tell you the same thing if you know that a certain place reminds you of a place where you and your ex used to go and your ex was abusive or you had some type of negative experience with him and you're bringing taking it out on your husband or your current boyfriend or girlfriend or your wife then stop going to that place like just remove yourself from it completely if there were certain people that you're always hanging around that hunt around your ex as well stop hanging around them give yourself a chance to move on remove yourself from those people if there are just things that you and your ex used to do all the time then stop doing those things anything that's going to remind you of that person or that negative experience that you have with that person you need to remove yourself from them completely so that you can give yourself a chance to heal and then most importantly like build happy and new memories with the person that you're with because that's all it is it's like we need to move past these negative experiences that you had with someone else in that past relationship that you are no longer in and make happy wonderful playful memories with the person that you are with so that you will have good memories to focus on and work with with the person that you're with i want you to recognize how the relationship has influenced you did it make you wise did it make you self-reliant did it make you feel like you don't need people did it make you feel like oh no one's ever going to do this to me again so you jump at anyone who you think is slightly disrespecting you when in fact they may just have be having a conversation with you these are important things to recognize because once you recognize how that relationship has influenced you then you'll see how you built up walls to make sure that certain things never happen to you again and it's those walls that you built up those are the same walls that are keeping your spouse out those are the same walls that are keeping your current boyfriend or girlfriend out of your life because you're building up walls to protect yourself from something that may not exist because those walls were necessary when you were with your ex or with that other person where you had that bad experience but the walls are not necessary right now because you don't need them it's almost like toddlers when you put up toddler gates it's necessary at the time that you put them up because they can fall down the stairs they can get hurt a lot of things can happen to kids when they're young and that's why it's important to have that gate up or that wall up but as they get older you can take the wall down because the danger is no longer there so the walls that you've built up in your relationship that you built up around yourself to protect yourself from the past relationship that you were in that was necessary it was normal and that's probably what helped you survive that negative experience and deal with the issues in that particular relationship but in the relationship that you're in now the walls are not helping you because the problem's not there you don't need those walls instead those walls are causing a problem in your relationship so you need to start taking those walls down but until you recognize how you were influenced by that past relationship then you don't know what to do to change how you're behaving in the relationship that you are so that's why it's important to recognize how that relationship has influenced you so that you can begin to work toward changing your behavior and not letting it negatively affect the relationship that you're in another thing to do is recognize how the relationship is affecting your current relationship which is important because if you think about it 
you may not even think that is that other that your current relationship is being affected by your past. But if you ask your spouse, they could probably tell you, well, yeah, you're a little defensive or you don't seem to trust me. And then you'll see. Because I well, here's, here's something I want to say. It's common that a lot of times when people are cheated on, they have a hard time trusting their new spouse or their new boyfriend or girlfriend. Why is that? Because they've been hurt and they've been cheated on and their trust has been violated. So they have a hard time trusting people in general. It's not because maybe you gave them signs or anything. No, you may not have done a thing to deserve their distrust, but because someone in the past broke their heart, then it's hard for them to trust you. And so that is a problem. And that is how it is affecting that relationship. But until that person realized, hey, this person cheated on me a lot, and this is why I have a hard time trusting my husband, my wife, my boyfriend, girlfriend. They can't work on that. They can't fix it because you can't fix things you don't see. You can't fix things you don't recognize because if you don't recognize it's a problem, then in your mind and from your perspective, it's not a problem. Now, yeah, it could be a huge problem from the point of view of your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your partner. It could be a huge problem, but for you, it may not be a problem. So unless you see it's a problem, nothing's going to happen because they can't change you only you can change you so if you can't see it's a problem then even if they see it as it is a problem it's not going to change and it's not going to get better because you have to change that so it's important to recognize how that past relationship has affected you and then recognize how it is affecting your current relationship another thing that is important for you to do and of course i would suggest it is to forgive the person and move on. Forgiveness can do a lot of things. I know you're like, what? Forgive? How in the world? Yes, forgiveness. And here's why forgiveness can help. When we don't forgive people, we build up walls. We become bitter. We become distrustful. We look at life in a jaded way. We don't see the beauty all the time because we are so upset. And we're focusing constantly on what has happened. It's almost like ripping a Band-Aid off of a wound like over and over and over and over again. And all you're doing is hurting yourself. The person who hurts you is not being hurt by this because they don't feel the pain you're going through. They've moved on. Believe me, they've moved on. They, don't, they may not have any regrets. They may not be sorry. But the great thing about forgiveness is that the other person doesn't have to recognize they're wrong to be forgiven. If you are wronged by someone, then you forgiving them is actually working out better for you. So I tell people a lot, don't forgive. Forgiveness is for you. It's not for them. Like, they, you can forgive anybody. People, and the great thing is you don't even have to tell them you forgave them. You can just forgive them and move on. Forgiveness is for you because when you forgive, it takes a weight off your shoulder. You're no longer angry. You're no longer so frustrated because you forgave them and you let it go. And once you do that, your relationship that you're currently in will definitely see the results of that. If you want to move on to another relationship, you can only imagine the what you're doing is amazing. If you just forgive that person, you will never understand or even know how you are actually making your relationship better or setting yourself up for a better, more thriving, healthy relationship in the future just by forgiving a person and letting things go. So forgiveness is key. Okay, let me just repeat. Forgiveness is key. 
to not letting negative past relationships affect your marriage because you are going to forgive and move on. And forgiveness is for you. It's not for them. They didn't get over on you. They didn't win anything. No. They still did what they did, and they will get consequences later on. I'm a strong believer that what you do to others will come back. So there's no need for you to try to get mad at them or hold a grudge. No. Move on, because whatever they did, it'll come back to them. And you don't even have to be a part of that, know about it. But I'm a strong believer that what you do to others will come back. So forgive them and move on. Don't even worry about it. Just forgive. Now, I notice that a lot of people often continue to talk to exes after they break up, which is not always a good idea, and I'll talk about that in another episode, but it's important to just stop talking about them. Like, anything that has to do about them, just stop talking about them. Because the more you talk about something, the more you're bringing things up, the more you're opening on wounds, and you are actually not doing yourself any justice by continuing to talk about a relationship that has already ended when you are currently with someone else. So it's important to just stop talking about them. Let it go. Act like they don't don't act like they don't exist because they do, but stop talking about them because you're just making it worse for you. And you're tearing down the relationship that you're currently in by talking about them to your current spouse and comparing them to your previous relationship. That is a no-no. So if you find yourself saying, oh, you're just like, okay, just for the sake of the conversation, I'm going to say, if you find yourself saying to your wife, oh, you're just like Jane, she used to do that too, and she was the worst person I was ever dated, then yeah, you're destroying your marriage. If you find yourself saying to your husband, you're just like John, he used to do this, this, that, and the other, then yeah, you're tearing it down. Because let's be real, they're not like your, like your ex. I'm sure maybe you may think you see some things in them, but I don't think it's fair. And it's not fair to compare your spouse to your ex. That is not fair. So if you find yourself doing that, stop. Because do not compare anything. There's no comparison. You left that person for a reason and you're with this person. So you shouldn't compare them to that person or look for the bad in your current relationship to compare. And you may just be doing that because of the walls that you built up or maybe there are some triggers or some things that's been said and you're like, oh, well, he used to say this. And, and you know what the crazy thing is? Maybe the person you're with now doesn't even mean it like that. It probably has nothing to do with the context that your ex used to use that. So if you find yourself comparing them, your relationship or even them, stop doing it right now. Just stop because all you're doing is messing your marriage up. I also need you to stop blaming yourself and to forgive yourself. I know people all the time, and we always say this, myself included at times, you know, said, oh, why did I do this? Well, I was so dumb, I was so blind, I should have seen this. You know what? Why should you have seen it? I mean, you don't know the future. You don't know what someone's thinking. People sometimes can act like their motives are good, but their motives are bad. So unless you're God, there's no way to know people's heart. There's no way to know what people are thinking. And therefore, there's no way for you to understand or even see certain things coming. So stop expecting yourself to be all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful. That's only God, not you. Stop blaming yourself. It's not your fault. Whatever happened, it happened because of choices that they made and not necessarily choices that you made. 
and forgive yourself if you have any guilt or if you're holding any guilt or regret and move on because all you're doing is tearing yourself down and that is not not that's not necessary as i like to say be kind to yourself and forgive give yourself some leeway cut yourself some slack no way you could have seen it coming forgive yourself stop blaming yourself it's not your fault and another thing that i want to tell you to do which is really really important is to focus on your spouse or your current relationship yeah it's simple because if you're focusing on making your spouse happy or if you're focusing on making your current relationship better and healthy and thriving you don't have time to even think about the ex you don't have time to think about things that have happened there because you're focusing on creating good memories you're focusing on making your spouse happy we, i noticed that when i am focusing on other people i feel better and it's weird because and i think the reason why it's like that is because we're not thinking about ourselves because let me just be honest when you're thinking so much about the past experiences that have happened to you and negative things that have happened to you you are focusing on yourself and when you are so focused on yourself and it is hard to focus on someone else but when you take the focus off of you and focus on your spouse or on your current relationship then things are going to get better and you're going to feel much better and it's going to be easier to let it go because you're not even thinking about them you're not focusing about them you've redirected and reframed the situation so now your focus is on someone else so that is a good thing for you to do and finally i'm just going to say the last thing i want to tell you to do is to let it go stop holding on to it just let it go you know it's like almost like a grudge it's like you're mad at someone and you keep holding on and holding on once you let it go you will feel so much lighter just stop just let it go now here's what i mean by saying let it go and this is an exercise that you may want to try to help you let it go what i want you to do is to sit down write down all the things and all the baggage that you have and all the things that have hurt you in your past relationship or relationships okay write it down think about it you know let it all out if you have to cry about it cry while you write it down if you have to feel anger when you write it down feel that anger whatever it is that you have to feel write it down and feel it after you write it down and feel it i want you to tear the paper up and then flush it down the toilet as a way to symbolize i'm going to let this go just let it go then on another piece of paper write down positive self-affirmations about you and about your spouse or girlfriend boyfriend and your relationship because when you write down positive affirmations what you're doing is saying okay i went through this experience it hurt me this is what happened this is the past but i'm not going to let it affect my current relationship because in my current relationship i'm with someone who's amazing we have good qualities he does this that that or whatever and say i am a better person because of what happened to me i'm stronger i don't have to live in my past i'm with someone who i who is good to me someone who i love i deserve to be happy and then write down positive self-affirmations because this is key we are what we think and so if you're thinking negative all the time then you're going to continue to bring these negative experiences into your relationship which is not a good thing so positive self-affirmations is key for you to write down and read over on a daily basis so that you're constantly reminding yourself that you are worthy you are worth it you do not have to continue to live in the past because you are in a better place 
So that is important. And last but not least, work, 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 work on yourself. And that is why at the very beginning, I suggested seeing a counselor because working on yourself is hard work. <laughs> Believe me, I've worked on myself. Hard work. Everybody who put the work in and worked on themselves will tell you it's hard work because you are looking at yourself. It's easy to correct other people because we can easily see faults in them. I'm just going to be honest. It's hard for me to see some faults in myself. But when I worked on myself and now I'm able to self-assess, then you begin to see faults in yourself. And let me just say, it's not really faults. It's just some things that you need to work on. So don't put it in a negative mind frame like, oh, there's a fault. I'm not good at this. No, just things you need to improve on, things you need to work on. So I'll just say, work on yourself. Improve the things that you need to improve and work on. Strengthen the things that you're already good at. And just love yourself. And let go of anything negative that is holding you back or destroying your relationship. Now, the song that we're going to listen to today is called Moving On. And it's about a woman who's moving on from a bad relationship. But in the process, she's realizing, like in hindsight, things that were happening and that she's strong and she's going to be okay. So, here's the song, Moving On. It wasn't supposed to end this way I thought was so strong, I thought it would stay But people and things got in the way Now I have no words to say What started out so beautiful was it?
Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank Anique Music for all of their support and for their sponsorship for the Music and Vibes podcast. Anique Music is a publishing company that represents all of the music heard here on the Music and Vibes podcast. And I would just like to thank them for their support because they have been sponsoring us for the past year and a half. They're awesome sponsors. And I just want to say thank you so much to Anique Music. Can't wait to see what we're going to be doing in the future. Guys, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so very much for listening with to the podcast, for hanging out with me every weekend or every week. It would be cool if we could hang out every weekend, but every Wednesday we'll have to do for now. So thank you for listening. I do appreciate you guys, and I love you. You'll never, ever know how much I appreciate and love you guys. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Now, I do want to encourage you to continue to share the podcast. You guys have been doing an amazing job at sharing these episodes, and I am thankful to you for doing that. So continue to share the episodes of the podcast. And this week, see if you can share this episode of the podcast with two friends instead of one. I would love if you could just do that favor for me. I also want to tell you guys, we have a lot of things coming up. That's why I've been working so hard these past few weeks. So... Please subscribe to the podcast. Now, I'm going to put the link in the show notes, and you can just click on it, and we can just go from there. Now, I do wish I had one link that will take you straight to the subscribe page, but I kind of do. It's just two steps. So, all I need you to do is click on the link. It'll take you to a page where it has the podcast page. Then, in a corner, it'll say, um, listen to on iTunes or Apple Music. Click that, and as soon as you click that, it'll take you to the page another page with the music and vibes podcast click subscribe and it's right there on the right right underneath the name of the show and the little logo just subscribe and you would have subscribed to the podcast and then whatever we do you don't have to worry about it if i do like an extra um episode which i really want to do and that's why i'm encouraging you to subscribe because I want to start doing like fun little tidbits, you know, like throwing them up throughout the week. But if you're not subscribed to it, I'm afraid that you're not going to get to hear it. And since I want you guys to hear it, what is the point of doing it if you're not going to hear it? So please help me help you and subscribe to the podcast so we can get these fun tidbits. And I do want to do something, um, maybe even on Fridays where we do an extra episode. But I need you to subscribe to the podcast so that you will get this in your, wherever you listen to podcasts, you will get these new episodes and you'll be able to listen to them. All right, well guys, if you want to contact me, I am always excited to listen and to talk to you guys. So if you contact me, I promise I will engage with you. I will talk back. I will respond. So feel free, contact me. If you have any questions, anything you want to know, just contact me. And I will be more than happy to respond. So the contact information I'm going to also put in the show notes because I know if I give it to you now, which I can do, you're not going to be able to write it down if you're driving or even if you're at home and you're distracted, you're not going to be able to do anything with that. So I'm going to put it in the show notes, I promise you, so that you will have it. And all you have to do is click on the link so you can contact me. All right, well, guys, that is it. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. And until we meet again next week, have an amazing day and a safe and happy rest of your week. All right. Bye-bye. Oh,